good morning and welcome to your DIY Health here on the Spreaker Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, April 20th, 2023. This program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the iTeraCare wand, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. There's lots of information about that. We've got downloadable flyers and brochures. There's a uh, link to a YouTube playlist that has over 120 videos talking about the technology, how it's used, and testimonials of people all over the world who have had life-changing, miraculous results using these things including people who have been damaged by the COVID jabs and were in wheelchairs and within a few days had most of their life back. Uh, just absolutely amazing, amazing videos that are there. And I encourage you to check those out. Um, if you have any questions, you can hit the contact me button on the main website. It gives you the option of calling and leaving a message or sending an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, there is a link to the dedicated page for the, the iTeraCare device where there's more information, more testimonials, information on the business plan. If you're interested in a home-based business, you can't beat this one. And there's also a link to place an order. And right now, there's plenty of stock all over the country. We've got 25 different warehouses. Every one of them has plenty of stock on hand. And uh, now's the time. If you order one today, you probably have it by Monday. Um just absolutely wonderful, wonderful uh, products. They uh, work well. Uh, the, the things that people are uh, recovering from using these devices are just absolutely amazing. Check it out. Get one before the supply chain gets further disrupted and uh, World War III gets off and running. Uh, because when that happens, we're not going to be able to get the products in probably from overseas. And uh, then you're going to be left out in the cold, so to speak. So don't do that. Get one now. Get two now. Have spares because uh, you're going to need them. Anyway, because everybody and his brother is going to want to use one when they find out that you have them. And uh, most of the time they won't give them back because they like them so much. So anyway, uh, get your one now and uh, you won't be sorry. Also, um, while you're on the website, be sure and hit the radio shows tab. Uh, we've had some changes, obviously. Um, you notice I didn't mention TFR. Uh, I love TFR, and right now they're going through some major uh, changes. Uh, Chris Geo, the owner of the, net, of the uh, network, has been rebuilding the entire system from the bottom up on a new server, and uh, they will be opening that up soon, hopefully. Uh, but until then, he has shut down all live shows there. And basically, uh, for that reason, we're over here uh, primarily on Spreaker. But I also uh, recently, uh, just yesterday as a matter of fact, started using Free Conference Call, which has chat, 
screen sharing, and all kinds of things. So um, there's information on my website under the radio shows tab as to how you can uh, take advantage of that. You can listen to the shows just perfectly on Spreaker, either on your uh, computer, your phone, um, with the app there, and it works really, really well. Um, You can also get all the replays there. All of our shows are archived there, and um, we encourage you to listen. You can also download from there. Um, but, uh, if you want to be an active participant in chat and that kind of thing and see the videos that I play, uh, real time, then, uh, you want to use the free conference call system and, uh, it's not difficult. There's information on my website. Uh, just look at the free conference call section. It'll walk you through the process and you'll be up and running in no time. So, uh, I encourage people to take advantage of that. We'll be using that, uh, for the foreseeable future, um, more than likely, once uh, Chris gets the TFR site back up, we will uh, discontinue the uh, free conference call for the TFR shows, but uh, I will be using them for my afternoon shows, which air Monday through Thursday from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You may not know that we have another show series, but uh, we do. Still the same name, Your DIY Health. They're all on Spreaker. Everything I do is either broadcast or simulcast on Spreaker and uh, just wanted to let people know that that's the kind of the home base so to speak that's where all the shows air live they also are archived there and you can pick up uh, replays and um, recordings downloads the whole shooting match from Spreaker uh, however if you want to be involved in the chat and that kind of stuff then the free conference call is the option for you and uh, you can listen to the show there um it's going to be, uh, you know, we were in the afternoon using a, a program called Jitsi, but uh, recently, within the last 30 days or so, they have been going through a whole mess of problems. And unfortunately, there's no way to get a hold of the tech people there to let them know that there's a problem and it needs to be fixed. And uh, because of that, I uh, uh, begrudgingly or uh, hesitatingly uh, moved away from, from Jitsi and uh, decided to try out free conference call, and it seems to be working pretty well for our purposes. We debuted first time yesterday officially on the afternoon show, and it worked quite well. Everybody seemed to be really happy. Uh, So uh, we're going to keep using that platform for the foreseeable future for the afternoon shows and at least until TFR is back online for live shows uh, for the morning ones. So anyway, just wanted to give people an update on that. And uh, also, if you would like to call into the show, um, if you're calling in on a phone or if you're just listening on Spreaker, you can call in on 614-499-2409. That's 614-499-2409. One last time, 614-499-2409. And I'm just checking here to make sure that, yep, my phone is paired with my mixer. So if anybody wants to call in, um, that's a uh, it's just an iPhone 8 that I've got connected to my mixer so that anybody calls in will be routed directly through and um, we'll talk. Uh, it's only on during the shows, though. You know, you can't call that number for any other thing because it's uh, I'm already getting, <laughs> you know, I've only had the thing open for a couple of weeks and I'm already getting a bunch of uh, garbage junk calls that they just seem to home in on anything new and start uh, bugging you. 
But anyway, that's the number for the uh, to call into the show, 614-499-2409. So if anybody wants to, feel free. Um, let me see if there's anything else new and exciting. The one thing I will say is anytime you can't find anything, you always want to go to the main website, yourdiyhealth.com, and click the radio shows tab. Anything that's going on, if there's a change, if there's an issue, anything like that, I will put an update on the website so the most up-to-date information on how to get to, to listen to the shows will be found there. Again, that's yourdiyhealth.com on the radio shows tab. So that's uh, that's the big uh, gyrasticutus when it comes to information about what's what's going on with the show. You know, we've had a little bit of upheaval uh, with TFR. It's just growing pains, I think. And things are going to uh, be much better. Apparently, they're also working on merging with another big uh, network. And uh, I'll be fine-tuning some things. Um, not sure exactly what all is going on there and how much I'm allowed to share. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But basically, right now, all live shows are stopped at uh, TFR. They're just airing replays. I did go the uh, there this morning and posted information about where you can find me live uh, in the meantime uh, on the chat. But again, just go to the uh, the website, yourdiyhealth.com, click the radio shows tab, and it will give you the same information. All righty then. I wanted to play a little video. Um, this is by Greg Reese at InfoWars talking about uh, the situation where the global elites are trying to goad us into doing something, uh, how could I say it, uh, just uh, violently. You know, you can bet everything that's going on right now is designed to spur us into revolting. And that's kind of what this uh, is about. So I'm going to play this video, short video with Greg Reese, about four and a half minutes. Here we go. According to the media, female Audrey Hale, who identifies... Better yet, hold that thought. Um, I'm instead I'm going to that that's just a mp3 of the video I'm going to actually play the actual video give me a second to uh, find it and get it queued up here and that way I will have it it'll be live on uh, the free conference call um, if nothing else for um, uh, practice <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it uh, let's see here yeah, it's uh, Defend Equality. All right, let me set up the sharing. Do, 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 do. Oops, wait a minute. Nope, that's not what I wanted. Uh, come on. Do, 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 do. Hmm, that's interesting. Oh, there we go. All right, here we go. According to the media, female Audrey Hale, who identified as a male, murdered six at a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, including three children, an anti-gun lobbyist who witnessed the Highland Park parade shooting, was at the crime scene with her friend, who lost a daughter at the Waffle House shooting. They spent the day telling all the cameras how they were coincidentally there on vacation, 
and that America needs more gun laws. I was actually in town just on vacation, um, but I'm a mass shooting survivor. My son and I survived a mass shooting in Highland Park. I am in Tennessee on a family vacation with my son, visiting my sister-in-law. I have been lobbying in D.C. since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. We have to do something. We all have to call our lawmakers, and we all have to make our lawmakers make change now, or this is going to keep happening, and it's going to be your kid, and your kid, and your kid, and your kid next. We now have people in America, and this is not the first time we've heard this, who have experienced more than one mass shooting. That woman was at Highland Park. Um, she's now she's now a, a witness to uh, the, the, the shooting in Nashville. The U.S. military routinely orchestrates simulated crises all over the country and hire civilians to be crisis actors. And we've seen the use of crisis actors in several major events, such as 9-11 and the Boston Marathon bombing. The anti-gun lobby has been accused of using crisis actors for years, but this is a whole new level. And when we look at the details of the Nashville shooting, the presence of the gun lobbyist does not appear to be a coincidence. The Nashville shooting has signs of a typical false flag. The woman being touted by the media as the shooter's good friend who received the Instagram confession is actually just a childhood acquaintance who says she was contacted because she's a local media personality. The alleged shooter was under doctor's care for an emotional disorder. And the shooter is seen wearing two different pairs of shoes within the hour, Pumas going in and vans going out. But there is more to this false flag than the typical gun grab. This Saturday, a group called Trans Radical Activist Network is organizing a protest in Washington, D.C. called Day of Vengeance. This is reportedly a new movement called Militant Trans, an armed branch of the LGBTQ cult that is threatening to kill those who oppose sex change ops for children. Just hours after the Nashville shooting, the governor of Arizona's press secretary tweeted a picture of a woman wielding two handguns with the caption, us when we see transphobes. This is followed by what appears to be online support. Madonna raises money in Nashville, not for the three murdered children, but for the trans community. A trans named Adam Denker, who now goes by Kayla, recently made headlines for posting a short video with a rifle, threatening to fight back against transphobes. Journalist Andy No is reporting that Denker is a member of Antifa and is former military, which shouldn't be a surprise. The military has changed their code to allow for transsexuals. Military psychologists have been pushing confused personnel into getting radical sexual reassignment surgeries that the military is now paying for. So far in 2023 alone, the U.S. government has spent $10 million to research LGBTQ Americans. And that's nothing. In the year 2017, well over 100 organizations gave $185 million to support the LGBTQ community. And the top spender has been Big Pharma. The mentally ill are being weaponized by the New World Order. And we, the people, are being goaded into seeing them as the enemy. 
Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Yeah, just a new, uh, what's, what can I call it? Uh, the It's just one more thing designed to get real Americans to stand up and say, this is enough. We're not doing this any longer. And um, they're wanting us to fire the first shot, so to speak. We have to be very, very careful that we don't fall into that. It's going to be difficult, I got to admit, because <laughs> this first thing that goes through my mind when I see this stuff, it's like kill them all, let God sort them out, you know. And uh, that's not the right course of action, unfortunately, at this point. Uh, they keep saying, you know, or it's, uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, well, never mind. I can't remember this little cliche that I was going to say, so I'm not going to do it because I'd botch it up. But um, just suffice it to say that um, I never left home without a gun before, and I definitely don't now. With all the weird stuff that's going on, all the crazy people, uh, and I don't go out that much. I don't go around very often. The only places I go really is to the grocery store and church for the most part. Uh, I don't go to malls, I don't go to concerts, I don't go to large events anywhere. But that doesn't mean in this day and age you're not going to run into some nut job uh, who thinks they're something other than their God-given sex and decide that they might uh, want to open fire on somebody. You know, I, I will admit I wear some very provocative T-shirts from time to time, <laughs> like Ohio Confederate, and uh, you know, when uh, when tyranny becomes law, resistance becomes duty. I will not comply. Uh, I've got a bunch of uh, you know, Alex Jones was right, you know, <laughs> those kind of things, and um, you never know if that's not going to throw somebody over the edge. You know, being as mentally deficient and deranged as many of these people are. You know, the other thing, you know, Greg Reese mentioned that uh, it had the appearance of a false flag, which, you know, there's no surprise there. That's always the first thing that goes through my mind anymore. But now that they're starting to break it down, the fact that uh, she was wearing two kinds of tennis shoes, uh, one pair going in, one pair coming out, you know, that's kind of interesting that... Um, someone would stop to change their shoes in the middle of a uh, school shooting <laughs> highly unlikely which means there was this thing was orchestrated there were more than one person involved and the whole thing was a made for tv movie kind of a deal would not surprise me at all um i think as time goes on more and more information will come out but they were saying that uh, she's under uh, a doctor's care for mental disorder obviously <laughs> you know if she thinks she's a guy, that's a mental disorder. And that should bar anybody. You know, they're, you know, I am, you know, 100% against uh, gun law, you know, gun control, period. With the exception of there's got to be a way of keeping the guns out of the hands of nut jobs. The problem is those are the very hands that the uh, liberals in this country and the gun control activists want to have all the guns they can get. You know, just like we want to see as much cancer as possible so the Cancer Society can wring their hands and say, we need more funding to, to, to stop this terrible thing, which they're never going to do. Number one, they're never going to find a drug that cures cancer. But 
you know, with a few exceptions that are already out there. But, you know, that's living proof that they don't want that because they won't let people know about it. You know, for example, fenbendazole stops cancer dead in its tracks. Do we know about it? Not widely because the American Murder, Murder Association won't let people know. Neither will Big Pharma. It's a dog warmer, but it stops cancer. And uh, you would think that uh, people, once they, they figured that out, they would have said, hey, this is great. We finally got the cure for cancer. But no. Why? Because this is a dog warmer that's been on the market for years. It's pretty much out of uh, patent, so they can't make any money on it. And, of course, they claim, well, it's only licensed for animals' use. That's not true. They use it for deworming humans as well. But, you know, that just goes to show the hypocrisy of the medical community and the big pharma community. They don't want to find a cure for cancer. Susan G. Komen, whatever. You know, the people working there may have good intentions, but at the very top, no, they don't. The last thing, they're, they're raising money. That's what they're doing to support their wealthy lifestyles. If you do some checking into these organizations, you'll find that out of every dollar raised for whatever their cause is, whether it's muscular dystrophy, cancer, uh, multiple sclerosis, whatever, the vast majority of the money raised goes to pay for the infrastructure and the salaries of the people at the top. And then about, you know, maybe 5, 10, 15 percent uh, will go to the uh, actual research. But again, all of these things are nutritional deficiency diseases. If they just do the right research and realize that they can reverse all this stuff with the right nutrition or with terahertz frequencies, they would, if they were honest and credible, they'd say we've already found things and it's very simple. No big deal. Just do this nutrition. Use this, use this Itericare wand and uh, it'll help your body reverse everything. But they're not going to do that because they'd be out of a job. And they'd stop making money. Then they'd have to do real work for a living. Oh, we can't have that. And that's exactly what's going on here. These people that are calling for gun control. You get the little minions like the bimbo in the video. We survived a mass shooting. You know, we just, we're just out here on vacation. Yeah, right. That was all planned, too. You know, she was there because she knew what was going to happen and made sure that she was in the vicinity so she could stick her face in the camera as soon as it showed up. And start their spiel right off the bat. We need more gun control. You got to go after your legislators. Well, guess what? You know, the Constitution ain't the great document that everybody claimed it is, but it's supposed to be protecting our rights. You know, great job it's doing. You know, the one, uh, one amendment in the Bill of Rights, none the second one, that says shall not be infringed is the most infringed of all the rights in the Bill of Rights nationwide. Over, you know, like 20,000 gun laws. And all of them are unconstitutional. But from a common law standpoint, the one thing that you should be able to do is prohibit people that are obviously mentally deranged from being able to purchase a firearm. Now, federal law says that you have to be adjudicated mentally incompetent, or uh, there's one other... Um, Trying to remember what the other thing is. Uh, oh, yeah. Committed to a, a mental institution. So technically, if you haven't been adjudicated mentally incompetent or you haven't been committed to a mental institution against your will, you're basically able to buy guns, as this person was. 
someone who clearly should not have been able to. And they should put another question or two on the 4473 form that should automatically bar anybody that answers yes to it. Are you a trans person? Do you identify as something other than the sex you were born with? If they answer yes on that, it should be automatically no gun for you. That's the kind of thing that we really need. And if somebody walks into a gun store and is obviously trans, you know, of course, you know, I can't imagine anybody being stupid enough, you know, stupid as they are, can't imagine anybody being stupid enough to walk into a gun store and drag. You know, like these drag queens that got all the fun, funky makeup and everything and the weird colored wigs and everything. Somebody walks into a gun store like that, the management will just chuck them out right then and there. I'm sorry. I mean, there's a nut job. That's a nut job. It shouldn't be anywhere near guns. And like I said, I you won't find anybody who's more pro-rights than myself. But common sense says you don't sell guns to an idiot. An imbecile, someone who is clearly mentally deranged. You should not have to wait for adjudication or commitment when you see something as blatant as that. Or someone who actually admits to it. Yeah, I'm trans. You know, if, if you, you know, if a, uh, you know, it is an example. Uh, the one guy, years, and it's been a few years ago, I think. But this dude, great big dude, um was clearly a guy in drag in a store and the the guy the, the clerk at the counter says come on up dude it's ma'am and he goes berserk and tears the store apart something like that happens in a gun store draw down on him escort him out <laughs> you know if it's clearly a dude and he wants to be addressed as she her you know sorry you're out of here no gun for you um that's the kind of thing that needs to be happening. And I'm really hopeful that anybody who works in a gun store, especially management, if they're confronted with a situation like that, they should immediately say, nope, we're not selling you any guns. Get out of here. That is the right thing to do. You know, you have the right to refuse service to anybody. And you know, of course, they're going to have a hissy fit. You won't sell to me because I'm a trans person. Well, you're a nut job. And that's the thing. Most people are, are afraid to admit that. It's clearly true. Someone who believes they are something other than what they are, there's something wrong with that person's head. You know, if you were born with an outsie and you go around saying my pronouns are she, her, or whatever, or it, or they, or them, sorry, you're screwed up in the head. No gun for you. That needs to happen. I don't own a gun store, but if I did, I guarantee you, if somebody came into my store that I knew was, or even suspected was trans, sorry, mentally ill, no gun. And there's plenty, all you got to do is pull up some, you know, there's information. Several of the uh, most recent mass shootings have been trans people. That right there would be enough for me to walk in. Your Honor, this is why I would not sell to that person because we've already got case histories where these people buy these guns and they go up and shoot, shoot places up. And it's clearly 
on top of that, she was in treatment for mental illness. And I think it, I'm hoping the police department has done this. I, I don't know if they did or not, but I'm hoping they find out who the doctor was that was treating this person and subpoena their records. And if that person made any kind of comments about uh, that would lead him to believe that, he, she, that she was a danger to herself or others, and he didn't notify the authorities as he's required by law to do, that guy should be brought up on charges. He should be complicit in the in the wrongful death of those six people, and the families ought to sue the living snot out of him. Simple as that. You know, not only is it law, but it's common sense. If somebody is under your care as a physician and they are acting like they're going to commit murder, it's your job to make sure that they that the authorities know about it. That's just insane that this kind of stuff is going on. But it's happening over and over and over again. And then, of course, we have the trans day of vengeance or whatever it is. You know, I didn't pay any attention to it when it was actually happening. But, you know, it was interesting that it was happening on uh, April 1st. <laughs> You know, I guess it was really was Fool's Day after all. Normally, I figure the 15th is, but or in this month, the 17th. But um, it is what it is. But that's just absolute craziness to sit there and have people like this, you know, who claim they are something they are not. And honestly, believe it. I'm a boy. No. Your biology says you're a girl. So you are a girl. I'm a boy. No, you're in the nut house now. You know, it used to be that's what they would do with people like that. But all of a sudden, the ACLU, the Anti-Christian Lawyers Union, and all these other groups come in there and start jumping up and down, stomping their feet, and getting people elected to office. And all of a sudden, these weirdos, these nut jobs, these mentally deranged people become a protected class that can do no wrong. And if you say anything bad about them, you're a transphobe, you're a bad person, you're, you're the one to be attacked. Madonna goes to the ground zero of the uh, shooting in Nashville, does a fundraising concert, not for the families of the people that were murdered by this nut job but for the protected class that this nut job belonged to never cared for madonna and as time goes on even less so and they're all doing it for money for fame for attention for media you know what kind of media does madonna get you know she's pretty much a has-been anyway so this gets her face in the media again. Oh, Madonna's out there. Who cares? You know, let one of these weirdos show up at Madonna's house and blast away. I'm sorry. Just absolute insanity. This world has turned totally, totally upside down. And something needs to be done. But the problem is, like I said earlier, if we do anything other than kowtow and bow down to these nut jobs then we're dead in the water you know nothing's going on nothing's happening 
This is strange. Oh, there we go. Um, I'm really, you know, well, let's, let's move on a little bit. <laughs> oh, goodness. I could rant and rant and rant about this craziness, but the bottom line is these people are clearly mentally ill. And it should not be a requirement to have a official adjudication or commitment before common sense people take action. You know, I'm just putting out a call to anybody who works or owns a gun store. If one of these nut jobs shows up in your facility, do not sell anything to them. Period. You're doing the right thing. You might be attacked. You might be sued, but you're doing the right thing. You might be saving people's lives. And that's something else that I would hold up if that case actually came that far. I believe I'm saving lives based on these other cases where these people were allowed to buy guns and then went out and shot up bars and schools and, you know, restaurants and whatever. Clearly something wrong with them. If they think there's something other than the sex that they were born with or I identify as a kitty cat. You know, a buddy of mine had his grandson in a school, a public school in the Atlanta area and recently removed him because the school installed a sandbox for all the students who identified as, and this is their term, furries. Not cats, not dogs, not, you know, armadillos or monkeys or whatever, but furries. You know, so I guess that covers virtually everything other than reptiles. Um, that's insane. The people running that school should be put in an institution. Of course, they actually are. They're running the institution. But to install a cat box or a sandbox for students that identify who think that they're little fuzzy creatures rather than human beings? What part about mental illness does not click with you on that thing? Not only for the people that actually identify as furries, but for any moronic adult administrator of a school who would condone or be a part of installing a sandbox for that purpose. Oh, we have to make sure that they have somewhere to go. You gotta be kidding me. That is nuts. But people are doing it. And other people who should know better are condoning it. That's what's really weird. Oh, man. Anyway. I've got another Greg Reese video here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but I think. Okay, that's the one we just watched. All righty then. Now this one. Trying to remember what it was all about. <laughs> um, American farmers to begin injecting livestock with mRNA. Yeah, that's the one. Um, let me again set up the screen sharing and, uh, there we go. If I can get this thing, 
There we go. Alrighty then. Play. The genetic editing of plants to contain edible vaccines is well underway. Work is being done with bananas, potatoes, tomatoes, lettuce, rice, wheat, soybeans, and corn. Companies like Medicago are using gene editing to turn plants into mini bioreactors. Medicago's manufacturing facility looks like a nursery, but inside these plants, they're growing a new kind of vaccine. The technology is called a virus-like particle. At Medicago, we use a careful step-by-step -step process to develop vaccines using our plants as mini bioreactors. We start with the gene sequence or code of a virus. We then use our technology to synthesize the virus code into a real biological product. The code contains genetic instructions that our plants can read, and we insert it into bacteria called Agrobacterium tumefaciens. We submerge the plants in a bath with the bacteria that carries the information into the plant cells. And using a vacuum, we suck out the air between the plant cells and replace it with the liquid. The plants absorb it like a sponge. At the end of their bacterial bath, we return our plants to a carefully controlled greenhouse to let them get on with their natural growing business for at least four days. Now the plants will start producing the most important ingredient of our vaccines, virus-like particles. Gene editing is now officially in our meat industry. Lobbyists for the cattlemen and pork associations in several states have confirmed that they will be using the mRNA COVID vaccines on their livestock. Attorney Tom Renz has been warning that there is no law requiring anyone to give informed consent for vaccine food. There are no laws requiring anyone to tell you the food you are buying has been vaxxed with the spike protein clot shot. The UK recently passed into law the Genetic Technology Precision Breeding Bill. The bill amends the Environmental Protection Act of 1990 to exclude references to precision-bred organisms so far as they relate to marketing. Precision-bred organism is another term for gene-edited. So now in the UK, food that's been gene-edited can be legally marketed as non-GMO. And if this UK gene-edited meat makes its way to America, it can be labeled non-GMO here as well. And so long as it's butchered in America, it can be labeled product of USA. The fake alternative meat being pushed by Bill Gates and others is made of immortal cell lines. In other words, cancerous tumor cells. Real meat is being blamed for climate change. And a recent independent study suggests that most of our meat is already contaminated. Using infrared spectroscopy and electron microscopy, Dr. Anna Maria Mialcia has been studying the blood of the vaxxed and the unvaxxed for over a year now. And at first, she was finding the same contamination in only the blood of the vaxxed, a contamination that she describes as ribbon-like structures much like the mysterious blood clots being found by coroners. But lately she's been finding these ribbon-like structures in the blood of the unvaxxed as well. 
By measuring the frequency of one of these mysterious rubbery blood clots, Dr. David Jennigan has developed a way of detecting the same frequency in the vaxxed. Recently, he's found this unique frequency in the meat being sold in his local grocery store and asked Dr. Mielcia to confirm his findings. Her microscopy showed that the blood samples taken from products in the grocery store were all contaminated with the similar ribbon-like structures found in the blood of the vaxxed. Most of the meat in the grocery store is from overseas, and if we want to eat uncontaminated meat, we'll have to start buying direct from farms in America that still produce all-natural organic protein and take back control of our democidal government. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, it's getting crazier and crazier and crazier as time goes on. I'll tell you what, the nut jobs in this world seem to be increasing far greater and far quicker than the common sense sane people. And what's really amazing is that nobody seems to care. <laughs> and it's just going on and on and on and on. I can't figure this out. And they all seem to be gathering steam and clout. You know, the general person, you know, most people just want to be left alone to live their life and not have to deal with all this crap. And unfortunately, that's one of the big problems in this day and age. Um, people are so beat down at work all the time that they, uh, the last thing they want to do is deal with anything else like this kind of stuff. And that just makes a clean path for all the crazies out there like Bill Gates and Tedros and Soros and the like to just run roughshod and do whatever they want. And unfortunately, people don't sit up and do anything until it's too late. I think that's what we're going to see here. But they've been putting uh, mRNA inject injections into pork for the last five years, since 2018. And we didn't even know about it. Thank goodness for Tom Rents. I mean, he's the guy that basically figured it out or basically stumbled across it and has assisted in drafting House Bill 1169, I believe it is, in Missouri to kind of put a put the screech and halt on it. And, of course, the uh, Big Agra and all the rest, Big Pharma, are dead set against that bill, and they're dumping tons and tons of money in to stop it because it would force them to tell the truth about what's really going on and that they're trying to poison us. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, it kind of goes right along... I'm going to see if I can get this open here. You know, I really, I I love the fact that Alex Jones has so many good, um, uh, cut, you know, uh, people on his show and has surrounded himself with such great personalities or people that are really digging into things like Greg Reese and all his uh, staff. 
I don't like replaying his show all the time, but I'm sure that there's a lot of people that probably have not heard this stuff. And this was recorded yesterday with Dr. Rima Labo, and it's such good information. And at the very beginning, they play a part of conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura, which um, I actually recorded every single episode of that show. And thank goodness I didn't do it on a DVR, but I did it you know, direct to a, um, a DVD. So they couldn't erase my files. But um, pretty much anybody who had DVR'd Jesse Ventura's uh, conspiracy theory series, it was only on, I think, one, maybe two seasons. Um, I have every episode on disc, but people that put it on DVR found that uh, down the road, if they went to go back and play it, it wasn't there anymore. Because the uh, services that had the systems in the first place erased it without anybody's notice or warning or anything. They don't want people knowing this information or being able to share it. And uh, they just come right in and make it go away. You know, Amazon's done the same thing with, with books and um, audible uh, uh, recordings that um, they decided after the things had been put out, you paid money for them. And then all of a sudden, they're erased off your devices. There are applications out there that can take your uh, ebook programs in turn to turn them into a pdf so if you download a book like on kindle or something there are programs out there that you can find that will convert those things into pdf documents so that even if they delete the file you've still got a, a copy of it uh, i would recommend you do that for any any kind of book that is at the even conceivably something they may want to ban down the road but I'm going to play some of this here, if I can get it going. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And I'm playing it directly from their website rather than downloading it because this is a fairly long um, program. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's so a really nice navy blue, high-quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president, for 2024. It's a fun conversational yeah. piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. I have an ongoing question, Alex, that any reasonable person has to be asking. How is this possible? How can every single nation in the world, 196 nation states, how can every single one of them sign on to destroying their people, to giving up their sovereignty, to eliminating uh, any kind of, of personal informed consent how can any any country do that and how is it that everyone is doing that the actual source of the evil the organization the destruction comes from john d rockefeller senior and his son john d rockefeller jr before the turn of the 20th century the world's first billionaire, John D. Rockefeller Sr. and his son, Jr., thought about the society they wanted to see. Now, these men were genocidalists. They were eugenicists. They were ruthless. They were psychopaths. They had the realization that they could use predatory philanthropy to shape 
every aspect of the world. And they laid out the world that they wanted to see, which is the world that the globalists are now moving toward. The social movement at that time was called Fabian Socialism. It was not called globalism, but it was the same thing. Utter, total domination from the DNA level out. They paid for the science and they directed the science and they used philanthropy and government influence, which they bought and which they created over decades and decades worldwide. They penetrated every government on the planet. And they created the science that would allow them to take control of our DNA, to turn us into parts of the Internet of Things, their servants, their underclass, their untermenschen, and leave them at the top, the neo-aristocrats. This plan has been an operation waiting only the science of genetic manipulation, pulsed microwave transmission, nanotechnology, etc. And now they have the science and they're ready to go. Dr. Rima Labo and her late husband, General Albert Stubblebein, are undoubtedly the biggest whistleblowers in modern history. And I don't say that lightly. She, from her sources and his sources, laid out decades ago what exactly was going to unfold. And in 2009, I convinced her to go on Jesse Ventura's show. We did the research for it. And it all came true. Now she's going to tell you what the enemy's planning next and how to stop them. This could not be more important. Here's just a short excerpt from that famous Jesse Ventura top-rated TV show that they censored and removed off DVRs. Here it is. Jesse Ventura's conspiracy investigators have tracked down the deadly secret behind the elite group that tries to rule the world. When the population gets too big to handle, the solution is cut it down. Now, one of those sources has summoned the governor. Alex Jones says he knows how they plan to depopulate. Hey Alex, you sounded urgent. There's an entire agenda afoot to force the population to undergo different type of medical treatments, namely vaccines. We're seeing a medical tyranny being set up, not just in the United States, but worldwide under the UN and the World Health Organization. Who's behind all this? The Bilderberg Group. They want a planetary dictatorship so they can carry out their forced depopulation agenda, and they want to do it through the medical system. And that's why vaccines are so important. We know that many of these vaccines turn out to have serious adverse reactions, that this is being done by design. They kill you slowly over time. That's why they're called soft kill. And I've got an insider I think you should really talk to, Dr. Rima Labo. But she doesn't live inside the United States because she's so concerned about all the police state developments that are taking place. But if you can get her to come up here and talk to you, she's a medical doctor, she's treated heads of states, and she really understands what's happening on the inside. Dr. Lebo, how are you? I'm fine, thank Governor you, Governor. Governor Jesse Ventura, thanks for coming now. 
You've left the United States of America. Yes, sir, I have. Why? I do not feel safe living in the United really? States. Do you want to come in and sit down? No, sir, I'd rather not. You'd rather just be here so you can make a fast exit if you have As to. soon as you and I finish, You're out I'm here. leaving the country again. Why? Because in a very short time, not today, not tomorrow, but very soon, we'll be facing compulsory vaccination under the mistaken term of voluntary vaccination. Are you talking to me now about the, the current swine flu? Is that I what am. You're talking about? Now, what is it about these vaccinations? You think that they're bad? Well, first of all, let's start with the fact that the World Health Organization has decided that we have 90% too many people. The World Health Organization has been working since 1974 on vaccines to create permanent sterility. Doctor, the response is gonna be, you're crazy. How can you say this stuff? I show them the documentation. Now, this is pretty shocking. This process has already been ongoing. To make matters worse, we know that the vaccines that were illegally approved by the FDA contain a substance called squalene. Squalene, an organic compound used in vaccines to stimulate the immune system and increase the response. If I inject you with squalene, your immune system will attack the squalene, but then it starts attacking all of the parts of your body. What does that look like when you meet a person to whom that is happening? It looks like Gulf War syndrome. It looks like every joint in the body swollen and intolerably painful and immobilized. This is in these shots they're gonna give us? It's in some of them, but the US government has a trick up their sleeve. Which is? They will induce a pandemic using the nasal mist vaccine, which is a live attenuated virus. That means that if I take it, I can infect you. You're going to get the flu. Everybody around us is going to get the flu. And the mRNA does that too. Then the United States government, based on their statements that they've already made, will say, oh my, we have a pandemic. Oh my goodness, we don't have enough doses. So we'll add mix squalene at the 90,000 injection stations that the Department of Health and Human Services announced that they will ship the vaccines to. People lining up, sometimes by the hundreds, for an H1N1 flu shot. What that means is a holocaust, a genocidal holocaust. women will sicken and die, and those who survive will be infertile. If people start dying massively from these inoculations, won't there be like a revolution, a rebellion, a rising up from the peasants? Briefly, until the 420,000 U.S. military swing into action. If you remember NORTHCOM, the Northern Command was created not long ago to, among other things, relocate the population in the event of civil disorder or pandemics. Doctor, what you're saying is 
that if people refuse these vaccinations, that FEMA's gonna put them into almost like concentration camps around the country? I think you have to leave out the word almost. And we just saw the beta test for what she was told by heads of state they were planning. Her husband headed up the army, headed up the intelligence agencies, going over his bio would take an hour. He left us a few years ago. That's Albert Stubblebine. Famous Hollywood movies have been made about him, of course, to attacking Minister at Goats and more. Dr. Rima Labo, MD, she's a famous doctor. She invented many of the most used treatments today. She's a scientist. And again, her husband was Albert Stubblebine. You should go look him up. If you want to understand how these people are the ultimate whistleblowers. So I'm skipping this network break. This is so important. We've got her for the whole next hour. And in fact, in the last segment of the next hour, she's a talk show host her own right. I'm going to have her uh, host the last 11 minute segment so that I'm not interrupting. Doctor, obviously it's great to have you back here. I, time flies, decades fly like minutes. People ask why you're not here. I, I don't know. I, I guess one time I tried to get you and you're out of the country or something, but you're here. We want to get you back a lot because uh, this is all hiding in plain view and the profits not recognized in their own country. So maybe you should start at the beginning how you discovered this. You know, your, your husband obviously couldn't get into a lot of it because of national security, but he knew and, and agreed what you were saying, said, look, it's it's real. This is the plan. So you couldn't have somebody, you know, better than you too, uh, treating heads of state, them confiding in you. You knew the gun was loaded in 2009. They were thinking about doing it then. Uh, they backed off for a while. Now they've done it. Uh, and, and, and so this is so important. Thank you for joining us. So where would you like to begin first? Alex, first, I want to thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to see you again and to talk with you and your audience. Um, I want to correct two things that you said, if I may, because I'm always able to jump in and offend somebody. I hope I don't offend you. Um, first of all, General Burt didn't simply die. He was murdered. And since his murder, he actually finally died after they spent a long time trying to kill him. Uh, he died in 2017. And since that time, there have been nine serious, credible attempts on my life. Obviously, we're right over the target. Obviously, this is information that they don't want brooded about, which is an additional reason that I'm so happy to be here. Well, that was one of my things, but I wanted you to get into that. Absolutely. And and, and look, I knew you were for real when I knew you 25 years ago. I've been interviewing you and uh, General Stubblebine. I've been interviewing him for like 27 years. And, and so I know you're for real. And that's why, you know, when we put you to pitch you to Ventura, the, Ventura, his team spent months making you give them all the documents. The show almost didn't air. Then, of course, they erased it off the DVRs. It was a big national story that, oh, they control our DVRs. Uh, this just slipped through the cracks on them. Uh, so maybe you should begin with the murder of General Stubblebine. Or, or where would you like to begin? I'd like to begin with what turned me on to this line of thinking. Very briefly, uh, I was treating a patient who happened to be a head of state. And one day she rather casually said, you know, it's almost time for the great culling to begin. And I said, the what? And she said, culling, C-U-L-L. -L. I said, I know the word, but what are you talking about? She said, the culling of the useless eaters. And I questioned that because at the time in uh, late 2002, early 2003, I had never heard the term useless eaters. I said, what's a useless eater? She said, not what, my dear, who? And I said, okay, who's a useless eater? She said, those people who are consuming our natural resources. And I said, did it ever occur to you that she's cons that you're consuming their natural 
resources. And she dismissed that and laid out the plan for getting rid of everybody except, as she defined it, us, the neo-aristocrats, and us did not include me and you, Alex, us, the neo-aristocrats in the neo-feudal system, surrounded by our servants and servitors, and below them our technicians, and that short pyramid requires only 10% of the current population. And she left, and by the way, I cured her, and oh, by the way, she never paid her bill, but that's another matter. Anyway, um, she stimulated my thinking, and I had to know more about this useless eater business, and I had to know more about a widespread, cataclysmic, enormous genocide of almost the entire human population. So I began digging. And what I discovered was they were very serious. And first of all, this is batshit crazy. Second of all, it is well in place and has been in place for a very long time. And I have learned a great deal about that. Um, and so I began telling people about it. And then I realized that our side, Alex, the health freedom side all over the world was making a tragic and fatal error. And that is our side was not thinking strategically and planning their actions tactically. They were simply waiting around for something to happen. And then they would wave their hands and say, oh, my goodness, this is terrible. This is terrible. And lose that battle rinse and repeat. So I said to my husband, General Bert, I didn't call him General Bert, I called him Bert. Uh, I said to my brilliant strategic analyst husband with a true warrior spirit, if somebody who doesn't think strategically and plan tactically doesn't get involved in the health freedom battle, we will lose all our rights. And they these evil doers will succeed. So we need to close our medical practice, which was how we earned our living, and take on the globalists to stop this. So in 2004, we closed the medical practice that I had in New York, and we created the Natural Solutions Foundation specifically to derail the globalist agenda. And, and now, let me just jump in. You doing... totally predicted it all, uh, how they would then lock up sick people, lock up healthy people. Now the UN's openly announced it. And, to, and, and, and from my research, we just saw a major beta test. I've been saying that for three years. Now they admit that's basically a test. They're planning something much bigger. I know you can speak to that. But also from interviewing your uh, husband, uh, here it was hiding in plain view. Once you came to your conclusions, I remember interviews with him and you, uh, that, that he basically had the other pieces of the puzzle as well, you know, heading up major uh, agencies in the U.S. military. So you guys could not be more prestigious or have greater gravitas. And now everything you said to the letter has been confirmed. So I want to talk about what we just went through and what you believe is coming next. What we went through, as you say, is a practice run. How much will people accept? How much diaper over their face? will they allow? How much Holocaust will they line up for and ask for? Me, me first, do me. Oh, another one? Oh, good. The statistics say that 62 days after, uh, after the first injection, the deaths start. 
those that didn't start before. The statistics say that with every single dose of this kill shot, the deaths accelerate and the immune system collapses further until we get to strong negative e efficacy. And by the way, that's Good. a fact. Give so what is more. it? What is it? A 40 in the insurance companies, 44 to 48 percent increase all over the world by the fourth shot of people that take it. I mean, this is a fact. And these facts, by the way, come from countries like the United Kingdom, which has been releasing information through the Office of National Statistics. Um, it comes from other countries. It's not just wild-eyed uh, anti-vax advocates making up statistics. The deaths are predictable. What's not predictable is whether it's going to be you or you or you. But the sudden adult death syndrome, which, by the way, when I first heard, I laughed at because I thought it was a joke. I thought, no, no, no one could be saying this seriously, but they are. And people say, oh, well, now we have children having heart attacks. We have fit players on the field of play having heart attacks. And it's just an undiagnosed cardiac event. Right. Professional football players and soccer players world over and tennis players haven't had good physicals. To there tell. was an event a few months ago in high school basketball where in the same town, two different players had heart attacks. One died. I mean, normally one, one high school basketball player has a heart attack a year. It's huge news. Now it's two in a town in one week. And, and it's anything but the vaccines. We understand that. The fact is, these are death shots, but they're not the only death implementation that's being, um, that's being brought forward. Um, I am speaking on Saturday at an event in California. The, the um, American Freedom Alliance has asked me to uh, join them to make a presentation. And so I started doing research because I have an ongoing question, Alex, that any reasonable person has to be asking. How is this possible? How can every single nation in the world, 196 na nation states, how can every single one of them sign on to destroying their people, to giving up their sovereignty, to eliminating uh, any kind of, of personal informed consent? How can any, any country do that? And how is it that everyone is doing that? So I've made some very interesting discoveries in doing the research for this. And actually, this is the first time I'm sharing it. So this is really exciting for me. How is this happening? How has the Agenda 21, now Agenda 2030, been instituted, implemented, accepted? How has our agreement to lose Everything in our society, our families, our religions, our social structure, our jobs, our property, our freedoms, our health, our immune systems. How has it been possible, our land ownership, our water ownership, how has it been possible for us to collectively so quickly surrender everything that makes us human and now get ready to surrender our DNA to the mass controllers? Easy. It's been planned, and the name that, that you should keep in mind for the planning system is not Bilderberger, 
and it's not Illuminati. I said, Alex, that I was going to disagree with you on two things. One was that General Burt was murdered. He didn't just die. And the second is it's not the Bilderbergers. The Bilderbergers are middle management. The actual source of the evil, the organization, the destruction comes from John D. Rockefeller Sr., and his son, John D. Rockefeller Jr. Before the turn of the 20th century, the world's first billionaire, John D. Rockefeller Sr. and his son, Jr., (laughs) thought about the society they wanted to see. Now, these men were genocidalists. They were eugenicists. They were ruthless. They were psychopaths. They had the realization that they could use predatory philanthropy to shape every aspect of the world. And they laid out the world that they wanted to see, which is the world that the globalists are now moving toward. The social movement at that time was called Fabian Socialism. It was not called globalism, but it was the same thing. Utter, total domination from the DNA level out. They didn't understand. And by the DNA. way, you're on fire. We got yeah. the whole next hour to go over your presentation. I want to be clear. You're right that I focused on Bilderberg because people didn't even know there was a global elite. That's obviously a top level managerial meeting. I totally agree. The history's there. The Rockefellers took over U.S. and then world medicine with Rothschild support. Uh, the Rockefeller and Carnegie endowments. Gates is just a modern copy of that. Weaponized philanthropy. Exactly. You, you are one zillion percent right. So we do not disagree. Excellent. I knew we wouldn't. Um, the, so they decided that they would destroy the family. That's why they supported women's suffrage. Now, of course, I believe in women's suffrage, but they supported it not because they believed in it, but because they wanted to weaken the family structure. They supported um, uh, Dewey, John Dewey, for progressive education, not because they thought it was nice for people to value their own emotions as they grew up, but because that would allow them to weaken the rational component of the educational system, which was at that point very strong. People learned inductive and deductive. The American people were the most literate folks on earth, and they openly said, we can't allow this. You're absolutely right. They said, we can't allow that. They wanted to destroy uh, the fabric of uh, reproduction, the very fabric of reproduction. So they created in 1951 as part of their eugenics program, and we'll talk about that in a moment, they created the Population Council, John D. Rockefeller III and Alan Dulles. And and let's not forget, it was the Rockefeller Foundation created Cold Springs Harbor, New York, that had eugenics facility worldwide, that then set up the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute uh, in the uh, 1930s that then ran Hitler. Exactly. It was John D. Rockefeller Jr. who sent his own personal uh, public relations guy, John Ivey, to Germany to run a little private finishing school for three guys whose names most people will recognize, Goering, Goebbels and Adolf Hitler, teaching them how to control the mind of the masses. Now, when that was finished, when they were correct, uh, correctly schooled in population um, deceit and control, mental and emotional control and spiritual control, by the way, then Hitler was brought forward by Rockefeller money, who 
by the way, also brought forward the Bolshevik Revolution. I assume that your listeners know the story. Lenin's train of, of gold the, uh, and Stalin all being funded by the Rockefellers. Yet again, that's historical exactly. fact. Historical fact. And so these these men had no love of country, no love of uh, uh, group affiliation, no love of religion, no love of anything other than total world full spectrum dominance. We call it globalism. They call it Fabian socialism. And I will remind you that Nobel Prize winning mathematician Bertrand Russell, who was an enthusiastic Fabian socialist, said through injunction, injection, and indoctrination, it will not be possible for the man of the future to have an independent thought. It, and and let me finish the quote just to show how real it is. People can look it up. He's held as a top liberal and won all these prizes. He said, in the future, the general public, the proletariat, rebelling against our takeover would be as ridiculous as sheep rebelling against the practice of eating mutton. Exactly, exactly would be as ridiculous as sheep rebelling against the practice of eating mutton, which is why the herd can be culled, which is why the herd can be culled. Understand these people do not see us as people. These people, these these psychopaths see us as a herd to be controlled and culled. And so what they were waiting for, the plan was laid out. The entire system was laid out. The compression of humanity. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What they were waiting for, we're going to start the next hour here. And you come back next week, or we can do a special hour, two-hour commercial-free podcast. Those go super viral. I don't know what mind trick or what weird thing happened. You have been on in years, but it's amazing to have you. By the way, you've always been on fire, but what's happened? You're you're like uh, Gandalf after he fights the Balrog, comes back 10 times more powerful. Dr. Rima Labo, MD, PreventGenocide2030.org, PreventGenocide2030.org. Everybody tuning in. I told you this is a big interview. Text message, email, call your friends and family and neighbors. Tell them tune in now. And once this show's archived to band video, share it like your life depends on it, because it does. They decided to not perp walk him, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot, because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political See if prisoner. See fast forward through with some of this. After us, we know it's real. Uh, what happened to General Stubblebine when he uh, was, you're saying, murdered, and I have no doubt uh, of that, in 2017? Um, we were living in Chile. We never stopped working for freedom in the United States, but uh, General Burt realized that if we stayed in the United States, we were so noisy, they would kill us. Uh, so we left the United States in 2007. We lived in Thailand trying to prevent Thailand from becoming a GMO rice country because Thailand was the major rice exporter in the world and Thailand because of the old king had a position of leadership in the third world in the developing world and so we wanted it not to become a GMO rice country. Uh, we failed in that because Monsanto simply bribed the entire Thai government. 
And uh, we then set up a, uh, an eco-demonstration center in Panama with a medical center and an educational center teaching farmers around the world how to um, stop poisoning people with the, the chemicals and how to reclaim the soil and grow clean food to support clean health. Um, when Fukushima happened, we decided that since there would never again be low radiation food, organic or biodynamic or any other kind in the Northern Hemisphere, because Fukushima is the U.S. generated gift that keeps on giving, we went to Chile and uh, we're in the process of setting up a commercial sized uh, organic low radiation food supply for the Northern Hemisphere. We, I did not yet have my medical center open there and um, General Burt needed some uh, intravenous nutrition and some axis orthogonal chiropractic and some um, acupuncture and acupressure and stuff like that good stuff that wasn't yet available in South and Central America. So we came back to the United States for a quick visit. Um, he was poisoned with an intravenous uh, injection, I believe. And uh, that night he collapsed and I had a choice there on the bathroom floor of our friend's home. I could allow him to die in my arms or I could take him into the belly of the beast, knowing that the hospital system would do its best to dispatch him. I chose the second. I called an ambulance. And for 158 days, while the medical system attempted to kill him, quite literally, and I'm a physician, this is not just a, a grieving wife speaking. This is a physician knowing precisely what was done and not done. Um, I fended off the monsters who were trying to kill him. Retrieving him had to go to court to um, demand that the hospital, uh, General Burt was ambulatory at the time and they, they were denying him food and nutrition and nutrients. I went to court about that. Um, and ultimately, a doctor walked into his room, plunged a needle in to either his femoral artery or his femoral vein, I don't know which, injected something. General Burt went into a coma and was taken to the ICU where... Hold on, all look, of look, the we've we got to join some stations, but start over a little bit when we come back because I know the inside baseball, I've studied it. Somebody that knows all the secrets, he was the highest levels of the deep state, They, especially before they, before they die, they're scared that they're going to say things when they get older. So they generally kill guys that even serve them and don't turn against them like he did. He was never with them, but he was at the highest levels. And, and so this fits into a pattern I've seen where people, there's not many of them like your husband, General Stubblebine, Bert, that they actually kill him. Let's finish up with that and get into your big presentation in 60 seconds. We'll be right back. Stay with us. All right. Dr. Rima Lebo is here with us. She's about to lay out what's coming next. She already predicted what was coming with absolute accuracy Back in 2009, here on this show, and a show we produced together with Jesse Ventura that has been super viral since, despite the fact the deep state literally tried to suppress it. And I'm not supposed to get into the because I signed a non-disclosure agreement, but people on the set got killed after this came out. They got threatened never do it again, uh, and they pulled it off the DVRs. The episode she's in, they went completely ape over because it slipped out, had top ratings, and... We all know what happened after that, but she was getting into Albert Stubblebine, who headed up all these important top military agencies. We can put his bio up on screen. 
Uh, but, you know, he knew what was going on. He was fighting the tyrants worldwide. And then she was breaking down when they visited the U.S., uh, that uh, he, she believes she's a medical doctor. He got poisoned, but she knows once he got the system, they were trying to basically euthanize him. Please continue with what happened. So uh, after the doctor waltzed into his room and uh, put something into his femoral artery, he collapsed, uh, or femoral vein, I can't say which. Um, he collapsed and was taken to the ICU. Now, when a patient goes to the ICU, uh, they do tests. They do blood gases. They do um, all kinds of tests on their physiology to figure out what's wrong, what's working, what's not working. Otherwise, they can't really guide any kind of treatment that's designed to save their life, reverse the reason that they got to the ICU. It's kind of logical. What they did, and we have the medical records to prove it, is they canceled all the tests that were ordered on this comatose patient who was wheeled in an emergency into the ICU. Those tests were later ordered again by the ICU doctor who obviously wasn't, hadn't been read into the program. And she said, I can't, I can't treat him without having the, the laboratory values. What do I do? The tests were canceled again. And according to the medical records, which I have and which were introduced into court in the wrongful death civil suit that I brought and was screwed entirely by the lawyer that I hired, um, according to the medical records, the tests were canceled with the notation patient deceased, only he wasn't dead yet. It took a number of hours for him to actually die. He died in my arms as I, I did not know that the tests had been canceled at that time. I didn't know that until I got the medical records. And I saw that there was a specific attempt to kill him by making sure that no treatment could be guided that might possibly save his life. I would call this murder. But I mean, I would too, I but we know why they want to get him. Why don't you talk a little bit before you get into the presentation about... Bert, because, I mean, they admit this guy basically wrote so much of the modern doctrine, ran the secret operations worldwide, was like like the most highly respected guy up there uh, and running special operations for decades and, and just everything else, basically secret projects. They were really scared of what he knew because I know he wouldn't tell us on air. He would just say you were dead on. He knew it from his intel in the military. Did he ever... I know people aren't supposed to talk about classified stuff, but we're well past that now. Did he ever confide in you more information? Never. He never confided anything in me or anyone else that he believed was covered by uh, security uh, secrecy requirements. Never. He was a man of absolute uh, conviction and total ethical um, uh, centeredness. But, so he he did, but, but he did say on air you were dead on and, and that you'd already figured it out. Absolutely. So did you know Absolutely. you were married to a guy that knew all this? And then once you figured it out, he goes, yeah, honey, that's all true. Actually, he learned most of what was going on about the deep state from me. Wow. Because he had drunk the Kool-Aid. His father was a West Point graduate. He was a West Point graduate. He believed he was fighting for good and truth and uh, democracy and all sure, that. Sure, but, sure, but once he shifted his perspective, shit. then he could see what he was really seeing. Exactly. Exactly. And that happened because I refused to stop providing him with information and um, finally got him a piece of information that was so compelling to him that he said, wait, what? If this is true, what the hell else is true? And he opened up this can of 
huge and hideous worms, and he basically entered into what one must call a dark night of the soul and reformatted his entire world, his entire belief system. And it turned out that his incredibly brilliant analysis <laughs> supported what I'd been saying all along, but he didn't believe me because that couldn't possibly be true until it was true. Well, that happened and with so my mom's brother who worked in special operations once he woke up. And that was when I was a little kid. I didn't wake him up. And then I had another family member that wasn't an evil person, but believed in the globalist plan. And then watching my show when I was younger, he had that same epiphany and shifted and woke up because you believe you're doing good, you're compartmentalized. But once you see the bigger plan, now you see what you're really involved in. But, but so, so let's continue and, and, then, and, and then get into your big breakdown. So when General Burt understood that although I may be insane, I was also correct. <laughs> I mean, you know, being right and being sane are really orthogonal to one another. They're not the same thing. But um, he realized that he had to take his warrior mentality, presence and heart and put it into the battle that had to be fought to save humanity. It's that simple. And we are now at an end point the end game, one might say. You see, the, the Fabian socialists or the globalists before the 20th century began and during the entire 20th century had their plans laid out. What they didn't have was the science. And so they paid for the science and they directed the science and they used philanthropy and government influence, which they bought and which they created over decades and decades worldwide. They penetrated every government on the planet and they created the science that would allow them to take control of our DNA, to turn us into parts of the Internet of Things, their servants, their underclass, their untermenschen, and leave them at the top, the neo-aristocrats. This plan has been an operation waiting only the science of genetic manipulation pulsed microwave transmission, nanotechnology, etc. And now they have the science and they're ready to go. Yuval Harari tells us what they're ready to do, to which I say, don't you dare. Well, we're going to go to break in a few minutes. Dare. We'll have plenty of time, but I would not call you crazy at all. Uh, obviously an eccentric, but anybody that's smart <laughs> isn't eccentric, but you've been totally proven right. Everything you said in thousands of shows 20 years ago, 15 years ago, it's all come true. I mean, uh, but that doesn't feel like vindication, does it? Because I've predicted a lot of this as well, and it makes me sick that we couldn't stop it. It's irritating as hell, but we can stop it. And the way we stop it is through my very favorite law firm in the world, Hubbub and Uproar. They operate in every country. And when enough of us, and you know this, Alex, you believe it in your gut and you've been working for it all these many lonely, difficult years. When enough people say, don't you dare, the three most important words of the free human being, when enough people say that effectively, what happens is that the globalists step back. Now, they will come around again. They will try it again. But we're smarter and we're more organized when they come back. And the way we do that has been set up to get out of the World Health Organization, the Death Star that's coming over the horizon toward us, to get out first of the World Health Organization by going to preventgenocide2030.org and bombarding your politicians 
with millions of emails and demands saying, get us out of the. All right. I, I totally agree. Stay there. We have the floor. When we come back for the rest of the hour. I'm going to shut up. And just let you go. But here's the thing. This is riveting. There's four words too. I do not submit. And I, I, I do not accept your lies. And we just have to do that. So we've got, we've got all airtime worth in this hour, about 31 minutes of show left. So I'm going to try to shut up and come back and just go into your presentation. We're going to see in California, Dr. Rima Labo. Everybody needs to go to your website. Needs to share it. PreventGenocide2030.org. And soon we should tape a commercial-free podcast that millions will see. And I'm going to try to get you on Joe Rogan. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, I'm going to stop it there because uh, we don't have enough time to do the whole thing. Um, you can uh, go to uh, Infowars.com or better yet, Band dot video uh, band dot video and uh, hear the entire uh, recording at your leisure but i wanted to play some of that just because dr rima lebo has uh, been digging into this for years and years and years um, as you can see she's very up on what's going on in the world and what they're trying to do to us and how to uh, we're basically working against that every step of the way so I commend uh, her for her tireless efforts, and I wish her the absolute best because she has had many, many uh, threats against her life and attempts on her life, uh, as you can see. So uh, keep her in your prayers. Ah, orthopedic surgeon who received COVID injection and developed career-ending health conditions says he's been abandoned by his colleagues. How often do we see that happening? Uh, let's see here. Just seven days after getting vaccinated for the Wuhan coronavirus, uh, orthopedic surgeon Dr. Joel Walsock, or Walskog, uh, W-A-L-L-S-K-O-G, Walskog, uh, developed a career-ending health condition called transverse myelitis, which is one of many uh, known effects of these jabs that transformed him from a completely healthy 50-year-old to a crippled, unemployed orthopedic surgeon. In a past lifetime, Walscog would have garnered lots of love and support from his colleagues over his tragic fate, but because of the politically charged nature of Fauci flu shots, Walscog was abandoned by others in his profession who are apparently too scared or brainwashed to lend him any kind of support. I was, completely, uh, I was a completely healthy 50-year-old person with really no medical problems until about seven days after my first, or should I say, one and only Moderna shot that I received on December 30th, 2020, Walscott told co-host co-host uh, <laughs> Rachel Campos-Duffy of Fox & Friends Weekend during a recent appearance. So I was completely otherwise healthy until seven days after the shot. Sympathetically, Campos Duffy offered her sympathies and asked Walscog what happens next for him and who takes responsibility for this. To which he responded, what happens is you're abandoned. You get your shot, you do what you think is the right thing, and you kind of do your part. And then all of a sudden you're abandoned. We've heard this over and over and over again from all kinds of different people, especially in the so-called healthcare industry, but pretty much in all walks of life. And what I say is a lot of these people 
that are injured are really abandoned from the standpoint of physically, financially, and emotionally. Big Pharma raked in billions while evading all responsibility for jab injuries and deaths. None of this would have happened had the pharmaceutical industry not been granted full liability exemption by Congress and the Trump administration just prior to the launch of Operation Warp Speed, another thing I hold Trump accountable for. And unfortunately, and this is something that just drives me crazy, really a short putt, but the fact that all these people out there, the little Trump groupies that show up at all of his uh, uh, rallies and whatnot, are willing to basically overlook mass murder. They have before them a mass murderer who, just because he says the things they want to hear, they're willing to overlook everything else that he's done that is has destroyed the lives of millions. And I'm not one of those people. I am not a Trump groupie. I will admit, when I was voting, I did vote for him. But if I was still voting, I would never vote for him again. And as far as I'm concerned, he has a lot of atoning to do for what he has done. But anyway, let's get back into this. Um, had vaccine corporations like Moderna been held legally responsible for all negative outcomes from their products, they would not have been able to t- rake in billions of dollars, according to Walskog, while evading the brunt of vaccine injuries and deaths. Recognizing that there are many others like him who are now injured and have no financial recourse, Walscog has created an advocacy organization to help others like him to survive the fallout from their misguided decision to get jabbed. Or, or excuse me, that's uh, who I fight for, Walscog said. And fortunately, I'm financially stable, but I fight for all the people that aren't. Should be who aren't. Uh, and that's why I started an advocacy organization to try to help us support them. You know, there's no pharma fund, uh, and there's no uh, there's a fund called um, and there's a fund called through the government called the CICP or the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program. But to date, the program has only paid out three claims totaling less than five thousand dollars, and unfortunately, their denial rate for those pe- uh, people that are injured is 96.5%. I was just going to mention that, but they could beat me to it. (laughs) According to Reuters, there were more than 7,500 official COVID jab injury claims filed as of the end of 2022 calendar year. Of these, 68 claims have been denied compensation. Apparently, the rest are still waiting. It's devastating, as uh, Walscog says, about all the online censorship that he and all other victims are encountering as they attempt to tell their stories on social media. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, as you know, through kind of uh, of the Twitter through through kind of the Twitter files or data dump from Twitter. I'm just reading what's written here. They even acknowledged in the files that true stories of vaccine injured people, they were instructed to censor them. And that's, and it's devastating to us because part of it uh, is acknowledgement. I mean, with acknowledgement, we can hopefully get the diagnostics and treatments. 
And unfortunately, this is another physician who's wrapped around the allopathic axle that thinks that his uh, uh, savior is more of the same. You took a jab from an MD who pushed this on you, and you think that the same MD or the same um, system of medicine is going to do anything to protect you or to help you recover from your injuries? Think again. And I would, uh, if anybody knows how to get in touch with this gentleman, uh, I would ask that you get his information to me, and I will be more than happy to provide him with a, a TerraCare wand, and maybe we can help him recover his health like so many others who have been vaccine injured have done. Um, so far, it's the only thing that I've seen, and I honestly believe the only two things out there that will help with these things is science-based clinically verified medical nutrition, such as what you get in the Miney 90 from um, Longevity, and the iTeraCare wand, which uses or gives uh, terahertz frequencies to your cells, which helps them to recover from virtually anything. That's what we have seen so far. Uh, people have gotten, you know, recovered from cancer. They've recovered from all forms of uh, stroke damage, uh, multiple sclerosis, you name it. Uh, just about every heavy-duty injury out there, illness out there, that all caused by a nutritional deficiency and then accentuated or exacerbated by these jabs, people have reversed using science-based clinically verified medical nutrition and iTeraCare uh, terahertz frequencies. Those are the two things that I see out there as the, the hope for whatever ails us, and especially these uh, COVID jabs, because there's nothing. Number one, the medical community abandons you. They tell you you're crazy. They tell you you're overweight, lose weight, uh, go see a shrink, which is nuts all by itself. Um, all the things that people are being told, and nothing helps. And they're just left out in the cold to die. But there are people out there who have answers. The trouble is that they're all being uh, squelched and uh, kept from being heard. And it's a shame. It just shows that people do not want to find a cure for illness where these, you know, the damage done by these jabs, they're trying to kill people. And anything that would give hope and um, the ability to help hopefully reverse some of these conditions is shot down and covered up and made sure that nobody else can find out about them. Good grief. Former uh, Planned Parenthood director commits suicide following police raid and child pornography investigation. Oh, can't say I'm sorry. Rise in electric vehicles is driving more demand for electricity as grid power generation declines. Imagine that. And that's been a thing that's been going for a long, long, long time. It's just, it's coming to a head. You get these morons in government that don't know anything about what's, you know, reality that are pushing to get rid of the internal combustion engine and force people into electric vehicles when the grid can't handle the demand that it already is facing, let alone what would it be facing or what it would be facing if and when the entire population of this or any other country switched completely to EVs or even half. 
I mean, the the grid would crash. And that's really what they're pushing for. Again, craziness, insanity. Worms and the Big Apple. <laughs> New York City actually arrests 327 shoplifters a combined 6,000 times. Now, this doesn't make any sense. I'm going to have to look at this one. Authorities in New York City arrested 327 people a combined 6,000 times for shoplifting in 2022, according to more than a third of arrests for said, accounting for more than a third of arrests of the said crime. <laughs> the New York Times reported about the issue on April 15th, cited remarks by New York City Police Commissioner Kichant Sewell. What a name. According to the commissioner, some engage in shoplifting as a trade, while others are driven by addiction or mental illness. <laughs> the police, police did not identify the 327 people, the Times added, citing a new analysis of police data by researchers at the John Jay Criminal, or College of Criminal Justice. The Gray Lady, whoever that is, reported that the theft of items valued at less than $1,000 at major commercial locations has increased by 53% since 2019. It added that shoplifting complaints nearly doubled over the past five years, peaking at almost 64,000 in 2022. Only about 34% of shoplifting complaints arrest, uh, resulted in arrests last year, compared with 60% in 2027. Breitbart's John Nolt uh, put in his two cents on the issue on an, in an April 17th op-ed. Taking the numbers uh, as reported, he pointed out that 327 people were arrested on an average of 18 times for shoplifting, uh, however, Nolt uh, lamented that the arrests mean nothing as they represent a number of times the culprits were caught. <laughs> Imagine how many times they shoplifted without being caught. Imagine how secure they feel shoplifting knowing that even if they are caught, there is no penalty other than the inconvenience of walking through a revolving door. Probably true. Nolt then challenged authorities in the Big Apple to put the 327 suspects in jail to decrease shoplifting dramatically, but the Breitbart senior writer ultimately remarked that NYC wouldn't because George Soros does not want them to. <laughs> there you go. He ultimately pointed his finger at the Hungarian globalist billionaire and the Democrat district attorney he bankrolls, including Manhattan district attorney Alvin Bragg, for decriminalizing shoplifting. Shoplifting also out of control in California. Don't forget Washington and Oregon. The problem is not only uh, limited to the East Coast. A California DA also warned that soft on crime policies that grant, grant, uh, guaranteed zero consequences for culprits contributed to out-of-control shoplifting. During his appearance on Epic TV's California Insider, El Dorado County DA Vern Pearson zeroed in on criminal justice reform laws passed at the state level. Yeah, they call it criminal justice reform, <laughs> right? One such law is Proposition 47, which voters in the Golden State passed in 2014. Prop 47 downgraded certain thefts and drug offenses from felonies to misdemeanors. Good grief, that's justice reform. 
It also permitted currently imprisoned felons to petition for resentencing under the new classifications. Those who have already served their prison terms can also have their past convictions reclassified as misdemeanors. Good grief. Its most well-known statute uh, raised the minimum amount of stolen goods from, for a felony classification from 400 to 950. This statute, critics argued, was the main cause of a sudden increase in petty theft across California. The practical reality in this in, is that most retailers have learned that if they, if they call law enforcement for a theft of less than 950, police officers will not respond remarked Pearson. If they respond at most, what they will do is issue a citation for a court appearance. The DA added that most theft suspects do not show up in court as there's little to no consequences. Good grief. Because of this, most businesses in the Golden State have a policy that prevents employees from reporting low-level property crimes. Some stores completely stop reporting theft uh, petty theft altogether, as the police can't do much, Pearson said. To make things worse, Proposition 47 empowered robbery suspects to sue establishments if store employees physically confront suspects while in the act. That is absolutely insane. The DA lamented we're very litigious society here in California. The stores in their uh, in and their insurance carriers really are afraid of being sued for trying to stop a crime that has little to no consequence. Visit anarchy.news for more stories about out-of-control shoplifting and theft in blue areas. Watch El Dorado County VA DA Vern Pearson's full interview on California Insider below where he expounds on Golden State's shoplifting program. Well, let's see how long this is. Some people are saying Too theft long. in California. So we will not skip it, but I will uh, put the link to this in the chat room in case anybody is interested. Of course, you have to sign in there, and right now we don't have anybody. <laughs> anyway, let's continue on. Some U.S. meat products have been tainted with mRNA vaccines for years, warns Dr. McCullough. And this is quite a lengthy uh, thing, but we're going to get started on it anyway. New reports show that certain meat products have been tainted with mRNA vaccine vaccinations or toxins, I would say, for years, and there are no plans to expand which or expand which meat products are injected with mRNA injections. Hmm, that seems weird. There, oh, excuse me, there are plans to expand, not no plans. There, that makes more sense. Research by Dr. Joseph McCullough shows that American pork producers have been using customizable mRNA vaccine or based vaccines on their herds since 2018. Pork is one of the most popular meats uh, worldwide outside the Middle East and places like that. And they're already putting mRNA in the food supply, warned Josh Sigurdsson of World Alternative Media. There is evidence that they, there is already mRNA technology being found in meat at grocery stores, he added, as Big Ag has already kick-started the plan to, by injecting pigs with mRNA gene therapy. What McCullough's report means is that most Americans have, a like, have likely eaten pork products tainted with gene therapy 
mRNA vaccines for nearly five years already. That the report added that it is impossible to determine how many pork producers have injected their herds with mRNA vaccines. Furthermore, it can also be safely assumed that so-called organic pork products could also be tainted as organic standards do not have any rules on the use of vaccines, let alone mRNA vaccines. That is absolutely disgusting. It seems reasonable to assume nearly all large-scale swine producers have made this transition, wrote Mercola. He further warned that more and more meat products in the United States are likely to be treated with mRNA vaccinations. mRNA vaccines may soon contaminate beef and poultry supplies. Mercola's warning has been confirmed, uh, confirmed by multiple sources, including Ohio-based lawyer Tom Rents, who warned that big pharma companies like Merck and Moderna are planning to expand access to these unregulated experimental technologies into the entire food supply to mass vaccinate the American population. Yeah, most people don't want to take these things if they've ever done it before. There are some who have never taken like me and refuse to. So what are they going to do? Well, we'll just do it the back door way and put it in the food. They got to eat food. So now it's even more difficult if you shop in a grocery store, you're probably eating tainted meat. Soon to be vegetables and fruits as well. We know that Big Pharma can actually make what's called transmissible mRNA. And what that means is that they can put this stuff into an animal so that it transmits to whoever is ingesting whatever it is that they're ingesting. And they become vaccinated, said Rents. So they could, re they could engineer this into plants, into animals, into various things. And we use it, eat it, whatever, and we get the stuff in us. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association denied that it has allowed mRNA vaccinations for beef in the United States. There are no current mRNA vaccines licensed for use in beef cattle in the United States, said the association in a statement. However... One lobbyist for the association said specific herds have already been double vaccinated with mRNA vaccines against bovine respiratory disease. Furthermore, the company Harris Vaccines, later acquired by Merck subsidiary Merck Animal Health, already developed an mRNA vaccine for avian influenza in 2015, licensed in the same year for use with poultry. Newer mRNA lipid nanoparticle shots for avian influenza are also in the works. Renz warned that in an article uh, that certain big pharma companies in cooperation with the National Institutes of Health, <laughs> Fauci's group, may have been pers pursuing infecting the food supply with mRNA vaccines for over 20 years. Yeah, knowing Fauci's a part of that wouldn't surprise me a bit. I've got documents from the NIH from 2022 talking about integrating vaccines into food, said Rents. They've been uh, working on integrating these into our food supply. They've been working on it for at least two decades. Rents noted that one way consumers can avoid accidentally eating mRNA products is through food production labeling requirements. One state, Missouri, currently has a bill going through its state legislature mandating such disclosures. 
if we don't get disclosure, if we don't pass some informed consent laws, what's going to happen is for all you guys that, uh, that stood strong and said no to these mRNA vaccines, well, you're going to get them anyways through your food, said Rents. Good grief. And let's see here. We got a little video. Um, let's go ahead and uh, use this. And we will share this. No, we won't because it's 30 minutes long. <laughs> so much for that idea. Um, link. Let's turn off the sharing. All righty then. Um, now we've only got about eight and a half minutes left. So, BRICS develops a new development bank ditching U.S. dollars by offering loans in local currencies. Oh, goody. Top Bank of England official warns cash is becoming less usable as more people opt for digital payments. Big mistake. I got to admit, it is more convenient. I like just swiping my card rather than having the cash i like to keep my cash on hand for special times but it's getting more and more to the point where many many places against federal law are refusing to accept cash you know we still have the uh, legal tender laws in this country and uh, there was a while back uh, during part of uh, covid when uh, grocery stores and other places were not would refuse cash and a lot of people got free food <laughs> you know if you go through a place where you've got control of the products you know like going through the grocery store especially if you do the scan your own thing and that kind of a deal if they say we won't take cash and you basically put cash on the counter and say that's how i'm paying law says you got to take it if they refuse you pick up your cash and your groceries and you walk out according to the uniform commercial code you have tendered payment, they have refused it, therefore the debt is discharged and the products are yours. And every state has its own uh, version of the UCC, and I made it a point to have that stuff either saved on my phone so I could bring it up real quickly in case somebody, if it happened, if I, I didn't end up doing it, but uh, I was always able to pay cash. Um, but if I was ever denied... And I did that. I said, go ahead, call the cops. I'm wel I welcome it because you're in, you're in the wrong. And I would tell them, I said, flat out, federal law says these uh, Federal Reserve notes are legal tender for all debts, public and private. And on top of that, the Uniform Commercial Code says if, if tender of payment is made in lawful form, which it is, and they refuse it, they've refused payment and the debt's discharged and the products are mine. So here you go. Here's the law. And they'd be hard-pressed to uh, do anything. Anyway, Ukrainian drones conduct explosive attacks on Russian power stations. Oh, goody. I wonder where Ukraine got those drones. <laughs> That's a rhetorical question. Black pepper, seven science-backed health benefits for the king of spices. Great for thinning your blood, for one thing stopping bleeding as well black pepper fruit of uh, piper nigrum has uh, been around since time immemorial and has long been thought to possess healing properties according to sanskrit medical volumes dating back more than three thousand years 
according or during the Middle Ages, back black pepper was a, was rare, expensive, incredibly in demand, and so highly priced that in 400 A.D. or 410 A.D., Visigoths demanded 3,000 pounds of black pepper as part of their ter- ransom for the city of Rome. Dubbed the King of Spices, black pepper was a valuable commodity that served as a tribute in the Middle Ages. It powered economies and it was and was considered one of the driving forces of the spice trade. Yet now that pepper is uh, far, never far away from your fingertips in the grinder next to the salt in your kitchen. A superfood in its own right, black pepper offers many science-backed health benefits. Here are some of them. Contains high levels of health-supporting plant compounds. A study published in the journal Critical Reviews in, in Food Science and Nutrition confirmed that black pepper is an important healthy food. Aside from its active ingredient, pepperine, uh, researchers reported that black pepper also contains volatile oil constituents, pepyramides, and neralidol, uh, alkaloids, pepperine, and chavacine, and oleoresins, which exhibit antioxidant, antidepressant, anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, and gastroprotective activities. It provides high amounts of antioxidant vitamins and polyphenols. Black pepper is a rich source of potent antioxidants such as vitamin C and E, beta-carotene, lutein, and uh, zeaxanthin. Uh, A study published in the journal Advances in Experimental Medicine and Biology also reported that pepperine, which is responsible for black pepper's distinct biting quality and pungent aroma, uh, has many pharmacological effects. In addition to its potent antioxidant properties, pepperine's anti-inflammatory activities can protect against chronic diseases such as arthritis, cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. Pepperine has also been reported to help with hepatic steatosis or fatty liver disease and insulin resistance. A study published in the journal Arthritis Research and Therapy confirmed pepperine's anti-arthritic, anti-inflammatory, and anti no, anti-nociceptive um, effects in an arthritis animal model. Tests resulted in less joint swelling and fewer blood markers of inflammation. Another animal study published in the Journal of Pharmaco- Pharmacy and Pharmacology reported that pepperine suppressed, suppressed inflammation in the airways caused by asthma and seasonal allergies. Increases in good cholesterol, which is BS. <laughs> in an animal study published in Current Research in Biotechnology, uh, researchers found that a diet supplemented with black pepper can significantly increase high-density lipoproteins, or good cholesterol, which is crap, um, levels. Researchers believe this warrants further studies to confirm the beneficial effects of black pepper on lipid metabolism in humans. Helps fight cancer! High pepperine content in black pepper's oleoresin has been shown to be effective against most types of cancer. Pepperine also helps increase the absorption of nutrients such as selenium, beta-carotene, and B vitamins in the intestines. A Canadian study published in the journal Molecular Carcinogenesis found that pepperine inhibits the growth of human colon cancer via G1 phase cell cycle arrest and apoptosis, or cell death. 
A comprehensive review published in the journal Nutrients also found that pepperine can can suppress the proliferation of breast and prostate cancer cells. The alkaloid was also found to enhance the the effectiveness of doxetexel, a chemotherapy medication used to treat prostate cancer. And with that, we are pretty much out of time. We will be back uh, next Tuesday, same bat time, same bat channel. We'll also be back in one hour on the same venue, Spreaker and um, uh, free conference call with my afternoon show at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So I encourage people to uh, take advantage of that and enjoy the shows. And we will see you sometime very soon. We ask you to uh, have a wonderful day. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And um, just enjoy the day and the weekend with your family and loved ones. Take care and God bless. We'll see you soon.